Hello, and welcome back to episode 15. Um, I might just skip my cold opening this time because I feel like I have a lot to talk about today. Um, so last week I was uh, having my Chinese lesson, my Chinese teacher who lives in Beijing. And we got on the topic of the kind of generational issues in China. I wasn't really aware of this, but after talking to my other Chinese friends, I've started to realize that it's kind of a thing. The thing is the generation that was growing up in the 80s and 90s, those guys, or I guess grew up, growing up in the 80s in China, lived a kind of tough life. Most of China was in poverty. So like, you had to work really, really hard to get any money. But fortunately, the economy grew really fast, as we know. And a ton of people were brought out of poverty and entered the middle class. And all those people were motivated mostly by one thing, which was giving their kids a better life than they had. And to many people in China, this basically meant giving their kids all the things that they wanted when they were younger that they didn't have whether it be like all the best lessons and all the best toys and eventually technology and bags and all that stuff. And so as my Chinese teacher was explaining it, it led to this kind of generation in China that is very different than the generation that preceded it. A generation that is used to having everything and not so good at like working hard to get it. Um, this made me think about how like basically why we don't have that issue in the US. And I started to realize that probably the reason we don't have this issue in the US is immigration. Essentially, if you have a, if you don't have immigration, then generation after generation, people will kind of become more and more complacent, I think. You know, they've accrued some capital in their family. They don't need to work as hard. They've forgotten what suffering and poverty like, you know, feels like. And your economy will slow down and stop growing, or at least not grow as fast. And you can see that in many countries in Europe. In America, I feel like we've been able to avoid this because we have immigration. Immigration gives us a refresh. Every generation, we have new energy, new optimism, new ideas entering the country. It, in the U.S., we have five times more immigrants than any other country in the world. And we've had this for our entire history. Um, and then the next question is like, why did these immigrants come to America? They come because we're a place where you can be different and still get along. That's basically it. People who have different religious beliefs than where they were born want to come to America so they can hold those religious beliefs and still get along with people instead of being persecuted. People who have different intellectual beliefs. They feel the same draw. Or maybe they have a desire to, you know, keep making and hold on to their money. And that's why they do it. They come to America for that. Whatever it is, they have different beliefs in where they were born and they want to come to America because they know that America is a place where you can be different and still get along. And then the next question is, how do we do this? How have we gotten, how did we manage to get all these different groups to get along for so long. And it seems like the answer is mostly capitalism. Basically, 
we, you know, even back to the 1850s or whatever, you would go and get, you'd immigrate to America, you'd go out and find some land in the middle of the country, which of course probably really belonged to the natives, but we took it from the natives and, you know, that's its own problem. (laughs) But, you know, somehow you end up with some land, you end up with the ability to produce capital and you get along with the town down the river by trading with them. And slowly over time, your children get to know the other town and the people in that town, even though they may be different than you. And their ideas merge together. And through a shared education system, you know, we be, we, the, a new culture emerges that is the combination of these two disparate cultures. But mostly it's because people can trade back and forth. And they, they're kind of like incentivized to get along by capitalism. The problem is, in the last 50 or 60 years, we've realized that capitalism has left behind a large percentage of the population. These marginalized groups, which a big, of which a big one is African-Americans, have basically been left out of capitalism. In the case of African-Americans, they've been left out since they basically arrived in this country as slaves, like you know, 250, 300 years ago. Um, and so 250 years of being excluded from the market is kind of hard to fix. And so since the 60s, since the civil rights movement, we've been trying to basically find ways to help us all get along with these marginalized groups using market-based approaches. We have things like affirmative action and equal opportunity hiring and housing. All these are just trying to make it so that we get along, and it, it, aka we stop being as racist <laughs> towards these other groups. Um, but as we're seeing, if we've seen in the last few years, and particularly in the last few months, these efforts haven't really worked so well. We still can't get along. I mean, we still have racist cops and riots and angry people on Twitter and angry people on the news. Lots of angry people with good reason to be angry, but still, very clearly, we are not getting along. And this is probably just going to get worse. We have a lot of historically marginalized groups, but we're also having newly marginalized groups, new groups that are being left out of capitalism. Lots of people who used to be solidly solidly middle class are losing their jobs to technology, and that's going to continue to go that way and perhaps be accelerated, in fact, by COVID. So we're going to have a lot more groups that are just not able to get along by using capitalism. If they don't have an incentive to trade with their neighbor, what is their reason to get along? So I think our challenge today in America is just to get everybody to get along. If we want to go back to America being great again, we have to get all of our beautiful, diverse population to get along. And then if we do this, not only will we be happy and prosperous, but immigrants will want to continue to come and get in on the party. Like right now, I think that probably most immigrants don't want to come to America. We seem like a pretty sucky place to come to. And if immigrants stop coming, we'll stop having these refreshes, stop having this new energy and optimism and ideas and cultural growth and progressivism. And we're just going to be left as another kind of like stale, static country. Um, and so, yeah, our challenge is how do we all get along?
So this is, to me, the big problem in America, and I want to do a few podcasts on this issue. The next one is going to be more about what are the efforts that have happened in the last few years to help us get along and my thoughts on those and kind of like some observations, especially after traveling around a bit. And then I think I want to put one out about some ideas that I've become aware of that we haven't really tried yet about how we can help people get along. So if you have any thoughts on this, ideas about, you know, how we can help all our diverse population get along, post them in the comments below. Otherwise, I'll see you uh, tomorrow.